Please pray with me. Loving God, the beauty of your peace, how we long for it, how we need it, and you are so ready to grant it to us. Help us learn this morning how better to be open to receive your wonderful gift of peace. In the midst of everything that is happening in our world and inside of us. It's in Jesus' name, the Prince of Peace, that we pray. Amen. We can all take a deep breath. This is the second sermon in a series. Now, I realize that may come as a surprise to you. So don't worry if you can't remember the first one. It was called Live in Hope. And I preached it back in May. (laughs) Today, the title is Live in Peace. I chose this topic because I find it hard to be at peace. To live in peace in the midst of all of the challenges and changes of life. All too often I worry, get stressed, or become anxious or afraid. So I'm preaching to myself as much as I am to you, as we learn together about where to find peace and how to live in it. Can we possibly find peace, you might ask? Is it possible to live in peace? The devastating events of this past week in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, the ongoing tragedies around the world of Iraq, Israel and Palestine, and Africa, to mention a few, and the recent losses in our own church family, and all of the challenges that we face, They highlight how much we need to find peace in our lives, inner peace which is not dependent on outer circumstances, peace even if everything is in turmoil and falling apart. We need to have something to hold on to when our world is collapsing around us, whether internally or externally, so that we're not completely overwhelmed. In the culture around us, many are self-medicating, trying to avoid and deal with the pain, stress, conflict, and problems of daily life. How can we have peace in the midst of the storms of life? Peace in the midst of confusion and chaos. Peace in the midst of all the demands and responsibilities of our lives. We live in an area, do we not, with enormous pressure to get ahead and keep up at work, at school. We're evaluated on everything, how we look, how we perform, how we produce, and even probably on how we preach. That was supposed to be a joke. (laughs) And now summer's over, and it's back to work, and it's back to school. That can trigger some anxiety, can't it, in kids and in parents, whether it's off to school, to college, or back to work. So I want us to look at three R's, not reading, writing, and arithmetic, whoever said that was three R's, as pathways to peace. I believe we can find peace through relationship, relinquishment, and rest. 
So the first one, relationship is the first pathway to peace. I believe that the only way to find lasting peace is through a relationship with God through knowing his son, Jesus Christ. Scripture tells us, once we were all far off, far away from God, without Christ, without hope, and without God. But now we've been brought near by Jesus, being willing to shed his blood and die on the cross for us. For he is our peace, the scripture says. I'm not sure that I'd seen it jump out like that before. Only in Christ can we ever find peace for this life and the next. He is our peace because he has broken down the dividing wall, the hostility, the age-old hostility between Jews and Gentiles, and therefore between any two people or any two groups of people. Jesus not only creates peace, he brings his reconciling power into any situation. He is our peace. The scripture we just read says he makes peace and he proclaims peace. For through him, both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. We can be one in Christ. Now, peace is a gift of God And we know that it's one of the fruit of the Spirit. We can experience peace in relation to our past because of God's forgiveness of our sin. We can experience peace in the present because the Holy Spirit is always with us. And peace for the future because God has promised us the gift of eternal life after death. My father-in-law, Grandpa Lester, faced his death with great courage dignity, trust, and peace because he knew he belonged to God. He knew that nothing could separate him from God's love shown to us so tangibly in Jesus Christ. And he knew that Jesus had prepared a wonderful place for him to enjoy for eternity. All of this is possible because of Jesus Christ. We cannot produce peace for ourselves As Romans 5.1 reminds us, Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. Repentance and confession are part of the relationship pathway to peace because we can be set free from guilt and shame through God's loving gift of forgiveness. We're able to admit the obvious, We're not perfect, we have messed up, and we've made serious mistakes. When we're in a state of rebellion against God or disobedience, which I certainly used to be, willfully going my own way, we cannot find peace. Now, I've let it be known before that I'm an ideal person to hear someone's confession. No one needs to worry about confidentiality with me. It's completely safe because by tomorrow I won't remember any of the details. (laughs) We receive forgiveness from God, and then we can give and receive it from others, and more peace can flow into our lives. We can have peace in our relationships because of our relationships with Jesus Christ. I wrote this many years ago. Peace is coming to my soul 
peace at last to make me whole. Peace is coming to my heart. Peace. His name is Jesus. Let his peace wash over you. Healing, cleansing, soaking through. Let his peace well up within, dissolving and dispersing sin. Let his peace indwell your life. Stop your struggling and your strife. Give him every thought and care. And let his peace your heart repair. In John's Gospel, we read these words that we have already heard this morning. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. Jesus is the only one who is always with us through his Spirit. That means all the time, everywhere. And he knows what's going on with us, and he can help us. He gives us the gift of peace, but also whatever else it is we need. Love, acceptance, courage, strength, hope, guidance. He can give us ideas for solutions to our problems. But you know, we not only need to be in relationship with God and Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, but we also need to be in relationship with other people who can walk alongside us in our journey of faith, helping us to grow in peace. Sounds like an ad for small groups to me. We cannot make it alone. We need to be in community. Don't withdraw or isolate. That's what we tend to do when we get into trouble. Be with other people of faith who can encourage, love, and support you in the ups and downs of life. Let others pray for you. Here at our church, you can receive prayer for inner healing, which will help to bring peace to your life. I've said this many times before, Christian counseling, 12-step groups, support groups, can also be pathways to peace. Now, I asked some friends to share how they found peace in very unpeaceful times in their lives. Does this really work? Mary Helen said, In the difficult times in my life, I remember how God reached out to me with his unending grace. Often just reading the Psalms out loud calmed my anxious spirit and allowed sleep to return. God gifted her with peace to help her through the experience of two abusive marriages, addictions in family members, the loss of several loved ones, including the death of both her parents when she was a teenager and her own bout with cancer four years ago. She remarks how important close family and friends are to her. She recently emailed me, I just had the most wonderful week with my son and grandchildren. God is still providing beautiful blessings every day. In spite of everything she has suffered, this woman is full of faith in God and she radiates God's peace and joy. Mark shared, When things were so bad and no end in sight with my divorce, problems with my father and my business, I totally relied on the Lord and got on my knees and prayed. 
That in itself gave me comfort and peace. I don't know how I would have handled it without Jesus Christ. I kept reading scripture to help me when I was down. When I worried, I read Jesus' words. I tell you, do not worry about your life. He read other scripture. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Notice it does not say not complaining and whining. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He says during sleepless nights he would read, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He says exercise was also a great release and helped me sleep. Christian fellowship with other people facing similar challenges helped give me peace. Peace through relationship. It's all about relationship, building trust, developing the right kinds of relationships that bring you closer to God, not taking you away from God. Peace through relationship with God, Jesus Christ, and other believers. The second pathway to peace is relinquishment. Relinquishment is a kingdom principle that was introduced to me many years ago, but it was a long time before I had any desire to put it into practice or to see if it worked. I guess acknowledging that my way of life was not working for me back in my late 20s encouraged me to try another option. Relinquishment is about letting go and surrendering ourselves to God's will and plan for our lives. It's about not insisting on or getting our own way. It's about waiting on God and letting him lead your life and cooperating with him. It's about letting God be God and believing that God is good and that God actually knows what's best for us. Obeying God's directions for us brings peace. It's about giving up our control or our illusion of it and stopping trying to control other people. So once again, it's about trust. Relinquishment says to God, Thy will, not mine, be done. I know this is the daily prayer of one of our members who's facing cancer, which the doctors cannot cure. She said to me the other day when I visited her, Rosalind, I don't really know how to pray except to pray, Thy will, not mine, be done. I was sitting at my kitchen table last Monday thinking, no, actually fretting about this upcoming sermon, when the thought came to me, why don't you read Daily Guidepost today? I hadn't opened it for a while. The devotional book was amongst a pile of papers on the top of the bookcase opposite me, so I read the entry for that day, written by Julie Garman. I don't need any help from y'all. I'm paying for my own college. I've gotten a full-time job. This way you can't keep butting into my life. Our stubborn daughter, not mine, but this woman's, packed up her clothes without looking up. Don't worry about helping me with anything more. I can do it myself. I hugged her her stiff body goodbye and didn't walk with her to the car. I didn't trust myself. I thought I might race the car down the driveway begging her to come back. For weeks, my thoughts went over that scene, reliving it from every possible angle. 
I worried about all the things that could happen to her and all the bad choices she might make. One morning, alone in my house, I finally got real with God. Could you please show me how to let her go? I'm miserable. I'm allowing this to ruin my life. A Bible story came to me, the incredible faith of Moses' mother. To save her son, she had no choice but to trust God completely and let him go. Knowing all about the dangers of the dark Nile, crocodiles, drowning, starvation, she still turned him loose in his little handmade basket. And I bet that sweet mama let her son go with hope. The accompanying prayer read, Father, I place my grown-up baby down in the Nile. Only you can follow her along the riverbank. Now, I just told you, that was not a story about my own daughter. But I am in the process of trying to let her go, to live her own life, to make her own decisions and mistakes. God knew that I needed to read those words. But guess what also happened? In that pile of papers on top of the book, I found two important things that I'd been searching for for over several days in other piles, nowhere near that one. (laughs) That's just like God. Most of us are familiar with the serenity prayer, which is used widely in the recovery community. Peace and serenity come from relinquishment and surrendering to God's will. But we don't often hear the whole prayer, so here it is. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, This sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Relationship, relinquishment, and then I believe rest is the third or another pathway to peace. We can rest in the truth that God is in charge. We can rest in the truth that God loves us deeply. And God wants us, no, commands us to rest on a regular basis. Remember Sabbath rest? One in seven days we're instructed by God to rest. How did it become a virtue to be a workaholic? to think that we're indispensable, to carry the weight of the world on our own shoulders. God did not create us to be on the go all the time. We are not supposed to be energizer bunnies. We need to rest and to play and to laugh, to experience more peace in our lives. But many of us are virtually incapable of even slowing down. Talking of slowing down, Life really is more peaceful, less stressful, is it not, when you, I mean I, observe the speed limit. Have you noticed that? Scripture says, be still and know that I am God. It does not read, 
rush around at a frantic pace and hope to hear my voice as you fly from one activity to the next. We need to learn how to have healthy boundaries. Jesus Christ is the only one who has the job description to save the world. Now don't hear what I'm not saying. Yes, we're called to do what God is asking us to do, to reach out in loving service to others. But Jesus does not call us to be exhausted on a regular basis. Three pathways to peace, relationship, relinquishment, and rest. Scripture is full of instructions on how to live in peace with God, ourselves, and others. Grace and peace go hand in hand. I wrote this for today. How can I live in peace in a world so full of pain? By clinging to God's promises and by calling on his name. How do I live in peace in a world so full of war? I'll start by learning to forgive and refusing to keep score. How can I live in peace in a world so full of loss? By holding on to Jesus and bringing my grief to the cross. How do I live in peace in a world so full of fear? By believing that God is for me and that he's always very near. How can I live in peace in a world so full of hate? By choosing to value everyone I meet, reach out and serve with love don't wait. How do I live in peace in a world that's in such a hurry? By slowing down and stopping to rest. I'll choose to trust, not worry. How can I live in peace in a world so full of noise? By starting each day in silence, listening for God's voice. How do I live in peace when I can't see the way ahead? I'll hope and pray and grow in faith and be more willing to be led. Please pray with me. Loving God, help us to trust you, to grow in our relationship with you, to relinquish our very lives to you, and to learn how to rest in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.